Welcome back to Two Sisters and a TV, the classic TV podcast, which remembers and celebrates all things and everything classic TV. As we continue our journey back to the 1960s, we're going to take a look today at Francis Bavier, best known for playing Ain't B over on the Andy Griffith Show for the entire eight seasons from 1960 to 1968, and also... She was the character of Aunt B on the spinoff, Maybury RFD, which ran from 1968 to 1971. She was on that series for the first two seasons. Now, a lot of people, it's pretty public knowledge, uh, although a lot of people still may not know, that Frances was not the happiest person over doing the Andy Griffith show. Now, when we think of Aunt B, we think about how warm she was, and she was just very nurturing, very kind, and a fantastic cook, minus those pickles that she made at that time, of course, but uh, she was just someone that you definitely would have wanted to have been around regularly. But the actress herself, Frances Bavier, not really anything like Aunt B. And again, she was not very happy during her time on this show. So we're going to take a deep dive into exactly why was that? What was the problem in regard to her attitude over during the years of the Andy Griffith show? But first of all, let's take a look at Frances Bavier herself. She was born on December the 14th, 1902 in New York City. She attended both Columbia University and the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. She originally actually planned to become a teacher, but somewhere in college, her plans changed and she decided that she wanted to become a serious actress. So she was, of course, she you know had some experience on Broadway, and then she ended up going into theatrical films. She was in the film The Day the Earth Stood Still, if I recall correctly. And she began to appear in episodic television quite a bit. She appeared in episodes of The Lone Ranger, Dragnet, Perry Mason, Wagon Train, 77 Sunset Strip, and Rawhide. Now, when she received the script for The Andy Griffith Show in 1960, she originally turned down the part almost. She almost rejected it because she would tell TV Graphic in 1966 that she just said that people simply just didn't talk like that. The dialogue that she read in the script was very unrealistic to her because, of course, you know, she didn't have any kind of a a background and you know she didn't know a lot about southern culture she didn't know anything about you know the the lingo and the language and so to her it was all very foreign and was she thought that the whole thing was made up she thought that andy made up the whole thing the way that people were talking in the show what she saw in the script but she took a trip down south there's a very first trip to the south and she realized that it was very authentic that the words and the language and the script were very very real that's how people actually talked so she took the part of Aunt B, and the show, of course, made its debut on CBS on October the 3rd, 1960. Now, the Andrew Griffith show, of course, the, for one thing, there were a lot, mostly, um, it was a mostly male set. Mostly men were on the set, and the men were the ones who were primarily in charge of the show. I mean, Sheldon Leonard, Andy Griffith, um, Aaron Rubin. And of course, you had, you know, Don Knotts, um, Howard Morris, who not only did he portray Ernest T, but he also directed several episodes. So it was a 
Mayo set, um, you know, the men were in charge and Francis was one of the few women who was on set. And so they, you know, were very, um, they had a lot of shenanigans in the words of Ron Howard, a lot of shenanigans going on around the set when they were, you know, especially when they were, you know, on breaks and we were filming the show as well. And Francis was a very no nonsense person. She was a professional. She was very, very professional. And she just didn't go for the male shenanigans on the set. All the, you know, the, the laughing and goofing off and, and the, you know, the, the joking. She didn't like any of that. She was a serious actress and she wanted to work. She wanted to, you know, get the work done for the day. And then she wanted to be able to go home. Now, she was a uh, very intimidating presence on the set of the show. I mean, cast and crew alike, when she was there, when she was a part of an episode, in an episode, and a part of a scene, everyone would basically be walking around on pins and needles. Because she had a very, she was very outspoken, and she could have a very volatile temper. She was known for exploding on set. Either she was just not very communicative, um, she wouldn't talk very much. Uh, in the words of Sheldon Leonard, she was a very remote lady, quote-unquote. So she basically would keep to herself a lot. She didn't socialize with anyone really on set. Um, I think the person that she was, she and Ron Howard, though, they were, you know, they had a good relationship. They were friends for the rest of her life. Um, She's also, uh, I'm not sure how close she was to Jim Neighbors, but there was an article that I read where uh, it would include an interview that he did about the whole, you know, Francis and her behavior on set. He said that one day, um, Andy, I don't think Frances was on set. I think that she had the day off or she hadn't come in yet. Maybe she just departed, but she was not on set at the time. Jim Neighbor said that Andy was, you know, making fun of her in a way. I don't recall exactly what he said. I don't even think that Jim Neighbors mentioned what he said specifically, but he was making fun of her and laughing. And Jim Neighbors was kind of like, you know, don't talk about Frances that way. She's a fine lady. And Andy was very surprised that Jim would speak up to him like that because, of course, it was his show. And he was very surprised that, you know, Jim Neighbors would, you know, come to Frances's defense in her absence. So I think they probably had a good relationship, too. I mean, she did go and do an episode of Gomer Pyle, if you remember. It was the very first episode from the fourth season when 8B went to go visit Gomer on the base. And um, that's a really funny episode, by the way. By the way, speaking of which, if you want to see Gomer Pyle... The Andrew Griffith Show, Mary Berry RFD, all of these are shown regularly on MeTV and MeTV Plus. MeTV Plus shows the color episodes of The Andrew Griffith Show, which were from 1965 to 68. Uh, those are shown on the weekends, as well as Mary Berry RFD. I think they're shown back-to-back, those two shows. Gomer Pyle is also on uh BTV Plus on the weekends as well. Now, for the first five seasons of The Andy Griffith Show, you can see that on MeTV weeknights, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central. They show two episodes back-to-back, Monday through Friday. And, of course, these series are all available on DVD as well as, I believe, Blu-ray. But, uh, so, Frances, like I said, did, like I said, get along. Uh, apparently, you know, she did get along with Ron Howard, according to what he has had to say about her in interviews. And according to how Jim Neighbors defended her, they had to have gotten along pretty well as well, uh, you know, also. But uh, she was just really kind of frustrated because she wanted to be a serious actress. And it's kind of funny in a way that th- this has happened so many times. I mean, you have an actress, an actor 
they will take a part in a TV series. And I think that they are thinking that the TV show is going to propel their career, accelerate their career. Excuse me. And they end up becoming so associated with the show and with the character, they can't handle it. And they become bitter and resentful and angry. That happened to Tina Louise on Gilligan's Island. She took the part for some, and of course, this is, this is definitely for another, this is for another episode for an, another time, absolutely. But she definitely comes to mind. You know, she felt as though the show was beneath her and it was, you know, it typecast her. She was not happy when she was doing the show for the three years it ran. Colonel Roberts had the same problem over on Bonanza. He, of course, was Adam Cartwright. He felt that Bonanza was beneath him. Robert Reed had the same issue on the Brady Bunch. He felt that the show was beneath him. He was a very, he was a uh, Shakespearean trained actor. And he felt that the Brady Bunch and its hijinks and shenanigans were beneath him. And he was not happy on the show. Larry Hagman had the same problem on Ivan Magini. He wanted to be a big star, according to Barbara Eden. That's what he was saying. I was, I'm going to be a star. But he was basically, and you know, he, you know, did have a, a star experience during that show but at the end of the day it was Barbara Eaton's show and she was the real star of it and he didn't exactly get the attention that he wanted and he too difficult on set so a lot of these actors and actresses makes you wonder why did you take the part in the first place as I said I think a lot of them think thought that well you know um this is just a stepping stone they're going to go on to do bigger and better things. And a lot of people have gone on to do TV shows and they have moved on to do bigger and better things. They became theater, you know, they were in movies and Broadway musicals and they won Academy Awards. So that has happened, but it hasn't happened for everyone. And I think that was the problem with Fran- with Frances Bavier. She thought that the Griffith show was just going to be a stepping stone. It was going to be just a temporary thing, and she was going to continue to go on and, and have a really big career. But, I mean, she did win an Emmy for her portrayal of A.B. in 1967. She won an Emmy for, um, what was the actual title of the Emmy? That she, Oh, Outstanding Supporting Actress. So she did win an Emmy for her portrayal of A.B. So, I mean, winning an Emmy is huge. That's a big accomplishment. So, uh, but she would later say that she did not really appreciate being so associated with just one character one tv show and that no one else could see her outside of that so she was very frustrated by that and she was frustrated early on because she probably could tell that's where you know her career was heading because the griffith show was very popular in the ratings it was always pretty much in the top 10 for the years that it ran as a matter of fact, when it ended its run, its last episode would air on April the 1st, 1968. It was the number one TV show in the country in the Nielsen ratings. Which is funny because if you talk to a lot, if you go to a lot of these, you know, social media websites and groups and boards, you will see that a lot of people who watch The Griffith Show, they don't, they don't care for the color episodes. Which is funny because when it was on during its original run, the ratings did not drop at all when the show went into color. Didn't drop at all after Don Knotts departed in 1965. It still stayed a very popular show. But a lot of people complain. I don't like the color episodes. I don't watch those. Um, It's funny how history changes things like that. And that's definitely something that history changed. Now, as for us, well, my sister doesn't care for the color episodes at all. 
She only likes the ones with Barney. And that's a lot of people. Because let's, let's face it, Don Knotts did bring a lot to that show. He brought a lot to the table. And he was brilliant on that show. As for me, I pretty much feel the same way that she does. I prefer the black and white seasons as well. I love the beginning of the Andy Griffith show. When Andy was just really funny and he was just really comical, he got really serious as time went on. He got actually a little bit too serious as time went on. He became kind of a stick in the mud, in my opinion. And doing research for this episode, we found out that he admitted that in those last three seasons, the color seasons, he didn't really invest a whole lot into the show or his portrayal of Andy Taylor. And you could tell. If you watch those episodes, especially as you go deeper down, like 1967, 68, you can tell he was really phoning it in. You could tell he was not really engaged with the show or the character anymore. So it was not really a surprise. It's kind of a surprise that he admitted it, but not really too much of a surprise when you think about the episodes themselves and the whole theme of how Andy was during that time. He's a little bit too strict, a little bit too sullen. He was always extra hard on Opie. So in the beginning of the series, he was, again, more laid back and funny and chill. And I, I love the early episodes of The Andy Griffith Show. I love season one and season two. I also love the episodes where you have plenty of interaction between Gomer Pyle and Barney Fife. They didn't interact nearly enough. And I also, in my personal opinion, my humble personal opinion... I think that they really missed a great opportunity by not having Don Knotts guest star on Gomer Pyle at least once. Can you imagine Sergeant Carter and Barney Five? They really, really missed the boat on that opportunity. But uh, Frances, again, she was a really good actress. I mean, you could tell that, I mean, you couldn't tell there was any kind of a discord between she and Andy Griffith. But they did not get along well at all. I mean, Andy would later go on to say that there was just something about him that she didn't like. What that was, I don't think we'll ever really know. All we could kind of do uh, do is guess about what the problems were in regard to her and Andy. Um, you know, Andy had a lot of say-so on the show. He was authoritative, no doubt. I think that she might have resented that. I think that she resented, like I said, a lot of the male shenanigans that he was in on set. Um, but they just didn't get along. They clashed regularly. They, the relationship that Andy and Aunt B had, it definitely did not transcend over into real life. Now, I must give them credit, though. You couldn't tell a thing. When you watch the Andy Griffith show, you could, even in the color seasons, you can't tell that there was any kind of discord between Andy and Francis. You just, you can't tell. They were such good actors. They were so professional in that way that you couldn't tell that they didn't get along. But she definitely was very hard to deal with. I mean, Howard Morris would say when he was directing an episode, he really hated directing her in an episode because she was literally like, um, she she would explode, literally. You know, he'd ask her to move a little bit over, a few inches over to get into the frame of a shot and she would just blow up. You know, I'm not a piece of furniture. You know, you can't move me. You can't tell me what to do. She was very, very hard to deal with. She was very, very dramatic and very, very demanding. And it stayed this way for the entire time that the Griffith show ran. She was very sensitive on set, highly sensitive on set. And she felt that she was trapped by the show and the role of Aunt B. 
she had high standards of professionalism and they weren't always very professional on the Griffith show. I mean, like I said, they had a lot of uh, hijinks and like I said, a lot of goofing off and, you know, um, just kind of acted like a boys club and she didn't appreciate being a part of that. She didn't want to be around it. She didn't appreciate that type of uh, environment. And she didn't always, she didn't hide it very well, the fact that she was not happy with that. Now, from what I understand, they didn't change that old boys club that they had going on set. They kept it going, and that's one reason why she just continued to distance herself. And when she felt that she did too, she'd blow a fuse. Of course, as I said, The Griffith Show ended in 1968, and it was spun off or became, um, it led to the spinoff, rather, of Mayberry RFD which made its debut, it kind of debuted in the last episode of the uh, Andy Griffith show. That's when we met the character of Sam and and his son. And um, so it was introduced in the last episode of the Griffith show. But the first episode of Maybury RFD would actually take place and uh, actually make its debut in the fall of 1968, that's September. Now a lot of people have wondered. It may have stayed actually on the twenty third of sep- the twenty third of September, nineteen sixty eight. That's when uh, Maybury RFD debuted. Now we had no idea until doing research for this episode. We didn't know that she left after the first two seasons. She wasn't there for the third season of the show. We never knew that. We just assumed that she was always there because we haven't seen every episode of Maybury RFD. So we thought that she was there for the entire three years, but she left after the second season. She was replaced by Alice Ghostly, who came on board as Sam's cousin, Alice Cooper, because as you know, Sam and his son, they needed, that's why A.B. moved in with them because if you remember, Andy and Helen finally got married and then O.B., moved away. So A.B. didn't want to move with them. You know, they, of course, offered her the chance to move away with them, but she declined. And so she was kind of lost. Like, well, what's she going to do now? She'd taken care of Andy and O.B. for eight years, and that was all that she knew. So Sam invited her to move in with he and his son. I can't remember his son's name, unfortunately. That's, that's, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I didn't write it down. I can't remember his name. But he mo- she moved in with them, and she basically had the same role that she had with Sam and his son that she had with Opie and Andy. Now, a lot of people have wondered, well, how did she get along with Ken Berry? Because, of course, Ken Berry was the star of Maybury RFD. Andy Griffith produced the show. But how did she get along with Ken Berry? Did she blow up on him the way that she did Andy? Did they not get along? Was it the same dynamic? Well, we looked into it and we found out that according to Ken Berry, um, now Andy, like I said, definitely when you, you know, during his lifetime, when the uh, topic of Francis Bavier came up, he would always say that, you know, she didn't care for him. They didn't get along. He always talked about her in that type of regard. Ken Berry, however, went on to say, this is what he said verbatim about Francis Bavier. He said that she was a very nice lady. And very sweet. I loved her. So obviously they got along much better than what she did with Andy Griffith. Probably because, well, Ken Berry, of course, was, you know, a different person. You know, he probably wasn't in the, didn't, you know, participate in the old boys club type feel that like Andy did. Um, he was not in, you know, he was star of the show, but he, you know, was not in charge of it the way that Andy was. 
um, different people, you know, different, two different people um, that no doubt had a lot to do with it as well. But they got along, evidently, from Ken Berry's words uh, verbatim, they got along very, very well. So he didn't have the experience with her that Andy Griffith did, not at all. He did say that she was bent on being an actress. She was very, very anal about that. And that's the reason why she didn't really appreciate or enjoy the role of Aunt B, the character of Aunt B, because she was this actress first and foremost. And he did say that about her, but as for his experiences with her directly, as you can see, they, they were very, it was very positive. Now, why did she leave the show after only two seasons? Well, we couldn't find that out. We looked and researched. We didn't find out why she left. Probably because she'd done the show for 10 years, the character of 8B, rather, for 10 years, and she probably just wanted to be done with it. That's what we are assuming, that she just wanted to kind of just move on from 8B, move on from Mayberry, and just be done with it. Now, she only did one other acting credit in her career, and that was a Benji movie that was released in 1974. She portrayed, it says, uh, if you look at the Internet Movie Database, it just says um, the lady with the cat. That's all that it says. She didn't have a character's name or anything like that. Evidently, it was a very small part, and that was it. That was her last acting role, last acting credit. So she retired in 1974, and she actually ended up moving to North Carolina. She did appreciate the environment of the South and North Carolina, so she moved there. She stayed there for the rest of her life. She uh, passed away. She was in very poor health. Her health really declined. And she was invited to be back for the, uh, she was invited back to star in and participate in the Return to Maybury movie in 1986. But she declined because her health was just really, really poor at that time. She, again, was a very private, very reserved lady. One day, Andy Griffith and Ron Howard went to see her. They didn't tell her that they were coming. And she was very upset that they showed up and announced that she turned them both away, would not visit with them. So she stayed very, very private, very, very strict about her space. She was very, 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 um, you know, territorial about her space and her privacy. So that never changed. She was pretty, she kept to herself a lot, according to the people who lived near her in North Carolina. There were people who said that we didn't know whether she was even okay or not in her house because she just didn't really associate with anybody. She didn't really have any visitors. She was very, very private and she really kept to herself. So she stayed that way for the rest of her life. Now, in the final months of her life, she did reach out to Andy Griffith. She called him on the phone and she apologized to him for the difficult relationship that they had during the years of the Andy Griffith show. She told him verbatim, according to Andy, these were her exact words. He said, I'm sorry we didn't get along better. It was my fault. So that's very telling right there that she just had an issue with Andy. And the rest of the cast, for the most part, and the producers and everyone on set, it, it was definitely her. She just was, like I said, just, just ultra-professionalism, uh, ultra-professional, I'm trying to say, just very, very professional, had an ultra-standard of professionalism, and she just didn't fit in very well and just didn't like the uh, vibe that they had on set. But for her to admit that it was her fault that they didn't get along better, that was very, very, uh, very big of her to go to Andy and apologize 
and to take responsibility and to take the, the, the blame, really, for the fact that they got along so poorly in the years that they worked together. She died four months later. She died on the 12th of, on the 6th, rather, of December, 1989, in Siler City, North Carolina. But again, you have to love 8B and the legacy that Frances Bavier left behind. She was a great actress. That Emmy that she won rightfully deserved. And again, The Andy Griffith Show, one of the most popular and beloved TV shows in TV history. That is one TV show. There's so many books and websites. And there's even a like a uh, an annual Mayberry convention that they have in Mayberry. It's, it's, it's definitely one of the TV series of all time that people just really can relate to and really just really love. And as for us, we, we like it a lot too. I mean, our family, that's another thing that goes back to, that we were introduced to very, very early. Our family loved watching The Griffith Show back in the 60s. And it was just such of a homey feeling. I mean, who would want to live in Mayberry? You didn't have to lock your door. Everyone was friendly. I mean, it was just just a wonderful group of people. Just a sweet, loving group of people in a really nice, quiet town. Who would have enjoyed that? I I think that's why one reason, I think that's a big reason why it's Oprah Winfrey's favorite TV show of all time. That and the Mary Tyler Moore show. But it definitely, it just makes you feel good watching that show. It brings you a sense of comfort and peace and enjoyment and laughter. You laugh a lot watching The Griffith Show. As for Mayberry RFD, well, a lot of people have the criticisms of it, but that's a charming show, too. It's it's a lot like The Griffith Show, in my opinion. Uh, of course, you know, Andy's not there, and, you know, Opie and Barney and, and, and um, a lot of uh, Gomer and a lot of the cast that departed by that point, of course. But it gave the supporting cast of The Griffith Show a chance to shine, like Goober and Howard and Emmett gave them a chance to shine. Of course, there was the, re- the relationship or the romance between Sam and Millie. So it gave the supporting cast a chance to stand out and, and really be able to have episodes more about them. And I love the theme song of Mayberry RFD. That's one theme song that just makes me really feel a sense of comfort and peace. I love that theme song, and I enjoy watching the show when I get a chance to. It's really another one of those shows that's just fun and innocent, and nothing ever really goes wrong. Whatever does go wrong is fixed pretty quickly before the episode is over, and uh, so I'm very fond of it. We're both very fond of it as well. I watch it more than my sister does, but uh, we both, you know, like Mary Berry RFD. Mayberry RFD as well. So we were really excited to get this episode together because like I said, it's been so much talk about Francis Bavier and Andy Griffith and the Andy Griffith show and 8B and all that. So we wanted to take a deep dive in and see exactly why did things go the way that they did on set behind the scenes. But thankfully, none of that drama behind the scenes, none of that chaos transcended over into the show and what we see on screen within the Andy Griffith show. It's a great show to watch. It'll be on tonight, as a matter of fact, on TV, um, me TV at eight o'clock. And then again, at eight 30 to back to episodes. So, uh, of course that's something that I'm looking forward to checking out, especially after having done this episode today, definitely want to cap it off by watching the Andy Griffith show tonight. And that's going to wrap up this episode of Two Sisters of TV as we took a look back at Francis Bavier and Aunt B and Andy and the Andy Griffith Show and Mayberry RFD. We will have a brand new episode coming up later in the week or early next week. 
Thank you so much for subscribing to this podcast. Don't forget to hit that follow button over on Spotify. Thank you for joining us, our group of wonderful followers, which we love having you on board. We really couldn't do this podcast without your support. Having you there is invaluable to us both. Thank you for your ratings and your reviews as well. Thank you for your time today, and we will see you on the next episode.